It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, awesome to be here with you on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS. We bring you the bets. And we bring you the sports. And just to show you how much we love the bets and how much we love the sports, just had a spirited, like, 10-minute hashtag off-air conversation before we even came on the air today talking about NBA props off of last night, talking, like, golf bets coming up that we're going to give out on the show today, uh, National Hockey League, how things went last night. Didn't even talk about the NFL yet. We'll obviously do four hours of it today coming up on the show. But uh, lots of sports going on. Uh, great job by Tyler with the Hunter Dickinson. All he did was triple, like, the prop number in the market. And yeah. That's it. Uh, great job by the crew yesterday with the bets. Obviously, we look to keep it rolling and uh, giving you the best analysis we can, the bets and the sports here on You Better You Bet as we come to you live today from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and heard on radio stations nationwide, including satellite radio, Sirius Channel 160, and XM 205. Ken and I here bringing you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. How about, by the way, Flynn with my board of spreads video today. It'll post tomorrow. Alex Tavernay, hashtag our king, making an appearance yeah. in Jersey City today. Great to see Alex Tavernay along with the rest of the crew. Some of the royal court of our friends over at BetMGM. And we bring you the show today on the W3. Three words that start with the letter W. Wonderful football Wednesday, November 15th in the year of our Lord, 2023, uh, eight days until Thanksgiving. <laughs> Not that I'm counting. Uh, the show is on Twitter at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, is on Twitter at, or on X, at Lockie Lockerson. And on this wonderful football Wednesday, we're going to bring you six sensational guests. You know what else stands for? Sinus infection, which I have right now. So great yeah, that we have six tough. sensational guests. You're a trooper, yeah, buddy. Entering, we appreciate yeah, you. We're during that yeah. time of year. Hey, look, we all, we all play hurt, right? You were, you were yeah. sick somewhat recently, right? I, I'm sick like every three. I have two young kids. They go to school every day. You know what a school is? A giant Petri dish of germs. So yeah, I'm, I got I got stuff all the time. But uh, but yeah, appreciate you. If we go, we go from yesterday, oh, like I'm having, I'm having a baby girl. This is going to be like so awesome. And then today it's like, uh, <laughs> like I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> well, you know, like when you have a sinus, and like my wife had, like literally is getting over it, and like I was, like the immune when you're pregnant, the immune system's not as good yeah. as like when you're not pregnant. Obviously, she had it for like over. She can't take medication because she's pregnant, so she was really in it. And then like I wake up this morning and I'm just like I felt a it's little like, bit oh, last no. night. And, well, you knew it last oh, night. Oh yeah. When we were yeah. we were finishing the show last night, and all, I think it was like 20 minutes to go in the show. We were in the last break, and all of a sudden you just go. Oh man, I'm really sick. 
because she kept saying to me like like unfortunately like you're probably going to get this yeah. and like i thought i had, i thought i had skated past it uh looks like but listen my medication you play hurt in 2020 i did the show for a week with covid didn't tell anybody We're, we are good the show the hashtag can the show goes confirm. on can confirm yeah that. and look <laughs> like look like I'm, I'm not a special case here like tyler just worked 20 days in a row yeah. alex is working six days a week jake works all the time now, downtown Mike Brown, that fraud, right. just spent a week in Cancun, so he doesn't get any special any special love here. But Ken plays hurt all the time. So listen, it is what it is. Yeah. We bring you the show here because it's that's the time of year, baby. Uh, on this wonderful football Wednesday, six sensational guests on the program. Pro sports better Rob Pozzola joins the show, giving us bets for the NFL for this weekend. So, too, will Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger, Will Brinson, our pal from CBS Sports, Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Making his You Better You Bet debut today, and we're really excited for this. ESPN college football analyst Rod Gilmore joins us on You Better You Bet at 5 o'clock Eastern, talking all things college football this weekend, and maybe even that viral tweet that he sent out a couple days ago, Rod calling Mississippi State A&M, and tweeted after the game, man, like, I called the game and both coaches got fired. Like I don't know if like, like the rest of the rest of the uh, rest of the teams I'm calling games for will be excited to see me. Our friends at Awful Announcing picked it up, had an article. It was really funny. Rod Gilmore will join us on the show today, talking all things college football. And then in a spot that's kind of like becoming really near and dear to my heart, um, not just because it involves us lo- us talking less in the middle of the week, which also helps this time of year, but because like the content's amazing and because there's a billion NBA games every Wednesday. Our friend Matt Moore from the Action Network will stop by to lead off the power hour tonight six o'clock eastern time matt moore with all his nba bets for tonight his overarching nba thoughts on the season the great matt moore joins us on you better you bet coming up at six o'clock eastern tonight plus major breaking news in the national football league in case you've been living under a rock and you missed it deshaun watson out for the season for the cleveland browns fractured shoulder and a high ankle sprain pretty bad (laughs) not good and dorian thompson robinson dtr is the new starting quarterback in cleveland not P.J. Walker. We will talk all the betting markets impacted by Watson being done for the year, obviously including Sunday's game at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and if there are any bets to be placed in the wake of Deshaun Watson being declared done for the season. We'll also bring you all the line movement besides for Cleveland and Pittsburgh coming up Week 11 in the National Football League, including the Super Bowl rematch on Monday Night Football in Arrowhead between the Chiefs and the Eagles. And Power Hour, final hour of the show. Tons of bets for tonight. Best of the best in the NBA, where I've got I got a prop that's going to knock your socks off. Uh, bets of steel in the National Hockey League. Felt like uh, felt like October again last night, betting the NHL. A lot of winners on the ice last night, which is really awesome. Obviously, you love that. Beats losing. College basketball bets for tonight. And uh, we will also bring you golf bets coming up for the RSM this weekend. And I will, of course, because as is my want, force uh, Ken and Tyler to hashtag call their shot and pick the exact winner. The one oh, I got it. Oh, I got great. Yeah, I got you it. Ready don't to pull your shot? Yeah, I got it. Don't worry about it. I'm good. You're the babe? Yeah. George Herman, Except Ken he Barkley? only did it once. And I've done it twice already. <laughs> I now I'm going for three. Love the confidence. Love <laughs> right. the confidence. No, I think I got so, this uh, I actually think I got it. Great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, listen, I'm, 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 I'm still rolling in Luke List money. So, yeah. yeah. So, let's, uh, good so, too. Let's, so, right. let's, so, yeah. so let's do it, baby. Uh, <laughs> hashtag call in the shot in the final hour, power hour of the show. We're locked and loaded on a wonderful football Wednesday. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Uh, busy, as usual, right? And uh, you and I talk every single day and in the morning, just so much stuff going on. Do you want to, maybe we should do last night for a little bit here, yeah. just because I feel like once we start talking about Watson and the Browns, it'll end up consuming us for the uh, for the rest of the hour. So just a really fun, and, and 
I said this when I gave out like my bets for basketball last night, where you have like a, maybe you try a, a different type of bet for the first time or a different market for the first time. There's so many betting markets available now, so many prop markets, so many things that you can take a crack at. And I, I hadn't really done steals blocks before and gave out Scotty Barnes a couple nights ago and he had five steals and it was really fun. And so we went into last night and I was like, you know, I'm going to like put some effort into this. Like there's so many markets for this stuff and they're really weird stats. Like you can go a whole game and someone could have like no steals. They get two in the final minute and they hit like the alt overs, not even the over, like they hit just the alt overs, just getting like two steals, getting their hands on a couple passes. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot last night, knowing that it could have like fallen apart. And it could have just been like, I'm 0 for 20, like I'm back to the drawing board, whatever. Now I'm now I'm way in because it wasn't just like Barnes hit a couple nights. Anthony Davis, like six blocks last night against the Grizzlies. Sugg steals, hashtag your fantasy team. Uh, guy had a couple of steals last night. DeJounte Murray went over his alts. Paul George, three steals last night. So the spots that we identified where the players could really make some hay went really well. It's funny because I actually tailed you on one. Because I I agreed with you, it wasn't just that you liked it. I I liked it too, which was which was Nick Claxton, which was like a really really it was a funny betting experience because I was winning everything else, but like the guy couldn't stop fouling. <laughs> yeah, it was annoying. Didn't, didn't play basically, just didn't and play. still had two and blocks. Got two still had two blocks. Yeah. He played yeah. like eight minutes. <laughs> can, can he? Can he? Can we just? Can we just foul a little less, Daddy Clax? Can we just do yeah. that? Like I, that was like the missing piece in a couple insane alt parlays that I had going last night. DeAndre Ayton bricks too. Those were the two guys that didn't go well. But like, man, just I, now I'm. I think you're starting to get really a lot more into props in the way that you do things. Um, I'm way in now. Like, there's no turning back. Like, we we have more steals and blocks tonight. We got a lot of cool stuff going on. Well, you know, it's like so, sides and totals in the NBA are and like. You can speak better to this than I can. They're they're really hard, like to be consistently really like, without like injury. Yeah, it's 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 it's. And look, it doesn't mean it's not fun, like to place bets and like you're gonna win yeah. some of them sometimes. So even you even like you know, blindfolded, like throw darts and you can you can win sometimes. But inside in any sport, you can do that. The NBA is really hard. And uh, not that I don't want to bet sides and totals anymore. Like I obviously do. We do it for the show, and I've been betting for twenty years myself personally. Yeah. So yeah, like I'm gonna keep doing that. What was for your as long side as I'm last alive. night? I don't remember. Oh, I had the Pistons, and I lost in like in heart wrenching oh, fashion. God. At the end. Like, yeah, because oh. Kate Cade got blocked on a layup at the end of the game, and they yeah. lost by six. Oh. Just like, just like, yeah, yeah it was really a long it was, quarter for the Detroit yeah, Pistons. It was, it was really well. It's like it's one of those where, like, at the end of the game, it's like, hey, Clint Capella. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, let him, like, let him score at the end of the game. Like, you're up by six. Right. There's no time left. Like, like, the layup cuts it to four. I cover, and you, uh, and Capella yeah. rejects him, and I and 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 I and by I, six. I lose. Yeah, I lost. Well, I yeah, had it was not fun. I, the Tim, the Timberwolves were my side. I laid three. It closed higher. There was a brawl in the first six minutes of the game, yeah. it, which which helped my side more than any brawl has ever helped any single side in the history of the NBA. Usually, everybody gets kicked out. It's like yeah, like Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels start like not really throwing haymakers like. Throw the, the whatever the haymaker equivalent is of trying to rip the other person's jersey. Those were the haymakers that they were throwing. So they're they're grabbing each other's jerseys, and then Gobert comes over, and then Draymond gets this like kind of like the bull in the Warner Brothers cartoons where the eyes turn red, and then he just like has to start going to like try to get somebody. Runs over, 
literally like puts Gobert in the sleeper hold for people that watch professional wrestling when they were growing up and like attempted to strangle him. And then Steve Kerr's yelling at Traymond, like, please, please stop. <laughs> and then he doesn't. And the net is like the Timberwolves get to play the rest of the game with the Warriors who are already without Steph Curry down Clay Thompson and down Draymond Green. And the T-Wolves only have to sacrifice Jaden McDaniels to make that happen. And they really probably should have lost. That's how, like, yeah, sides and totals are tough. How's that? I laid three. I got two ejections of the best players on the other team. I should have lost, and I pushed. And if I waited yeah. till the end and bet, I would have lost. How's that? How's that for sides? How's that going? It's like just ridiculous. I, I, I said this to Ken off the air, and, like, this is, like, big time. But I think, like, people like this. You've been on games. And, like, well, we talk big picture stuff all the time. Like, hashtag, like, in the weeds on, on like, NBA props. Like, I actually think... Like, this may have been a good thing long-term for the Golden State Warriors that that happened last night. Like, with Curry out, and that was the whole talk about the game around the game was, we need someone to step up. It can't just be Steph yeah. carrying us he this carried whole time. Him the whole season so far, he carried him. He's the only guy who had scored more than 20 points in a game so far this year. It's why, so, Clay, so Clay and Draymond both get ejected. And then, like, the rookie out of Santa Clara, Brandon Podzeminski, Pod, Podzemski, whatever. Anyway, yeah. he had it's a like huge Podze game it's got last like, night. It's only one syllable in the middle. It's like, really, it's like I think it's Pod, Podzemski. Is that what it is? Podzimski, maybe something like that. I think it's maybe it's Man, Podzimski whatever. based on the way it's yeah. spelled. Anyway, he scored 23 points last night. Dario Saric had a good game last night. So maybe like we learned a little something about Golden State, which is like I don't think they can count on Paul to score. I don't think you can count on Clay, and obviously you can't count on Draymond. Maybe this kid starts getting more run here, even Wiggins when everybody kind of comes back. He yeah. is, he he is toast, man. He stinks. Yeah, he He's toast. no good. But uh, yeah. so yeah, my yeah, so my NBA side last night was yeah. Was, really really annoying but um the Jaime Hawkes prop was great I got ejections and I didn't even win you know like but, I, uh, I didn't think that's Hawkes, you killed your props the Hawkes prop yeah. everyone's tweeting now like wow actually Hawkes is good it's like yeah like I I know we we got yep. hashtag you had of it. it loved it hashtag loved had it, it. Yep. had 17 points um I got a prop for tonight that I feel like we are we are getting ahead of something big time also in oh. the power hour of the show today oh yeah I'm love to get it. ahead of something why, yeah, why, why, I'm why, loving why wouldn't it. you want to get ahead of something yeah well, I was going to ask you, would you rather be behind something? And I guess depending on what we're talking about, the answer yeah. might be yes. You know, so, depends. Yeah, guess, yeah we're good. I guess it really, really <laughs> just depends on what we're talking way. about. <laughs> anyway, uh, and, and like and the ho hockey, we're kind of back. I feel yeah, like I was kind of back at Chuck least. Yeah, really, really fun. Good. Yeah, Kachuk four, Verhage four. I, I, I should have hit the Kachuk alts were way good. And they only had four. But that's why I hit the first one. That's fine. Uh Penguins, Rust had six shots last night. That made up for uh, for the and they Gensel won. And they well, that that game was ridiculous. I mean, like what I, I had them in money line parlays. Yeah. Like I didn't give out anything on the show. And that was something. Like, I didn't want, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought they were going to lose down three two in the third period, and then they ended up coming back <laughs> to win the game, which, like, which and was then, like, uh, really needed. And then correct me if I'm wrong, right? Uh, our team, they're back tonight, right? Who they got tonight? They got some other Canadian team, right? The Canucks. Oh, no, they got no, the Islanders. Playing the Islanders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so and I think Sorokin the Islanders v. are getting Demko? bad, right? And the Islanders hmm. are getting bad, I think. It happened. Yeah, I had it up earlier. Uh, they are, yes, aggressively. Yeah. Very aggressively. Yeah. Great. Like 25 Give, cents. Yeah. Great. Give me a better price on yeah. Vancouver. By the way, I'll, the, I'll the Canucks, Canucks are the best home team in the league by and far. Like, They're better than Colorado. Like Sorokin's not good. Like Sorokin's right. like also like not good. No, nah, that's cool. I it's guess not like if you like or anything. But, like, don't you think, like, in all seriousness, like, and look, I, there are a lot of people out there betting the Islanders that probably know a million times more about hockey than I do. Like, wouldn't That's you rather just, like, bet, 
Yeah. If, I was gonna be like, if you think like Sorokin's going to play well tonight, why wouldn't you just bet like the under in the game and go under six? Because how are the Islanders right, scoring, like, I guess? Exact I score, like 2-1 two, two Islanders. <laughs> like, that's basically how sure. it has to go. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. An opening segment on the NBA College Troops and the National Hockey League, which means... We had a ton of runway to talk National Football League. Deshaun Watson done for the season. On the other side, we will get into all the betting markets impacted. Their game on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's all coming up next on a Wednesday. Nick and Ken, you better, you bet. Bunch formation to the right, second and goal. Watson looking to run. No, able to get the pass away from behind the line of scrimmage. And more as a Browns touchdown. Watson stopping on a dime. Looked like he was going to take off. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Neil Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. King Kenny Albert with the call this past weekend. What a comeback victory for the Cleveland Browns against the Baltimore Ravens. Some would call it a Pyrrhic victory because their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, you don't know, it's a good expression. You look it up, Pyrrhic victory. Uh, done for the season with a fractured a fractured shoulder. This is not like the rotator cuff injury, like that nebulous injury that kept him out a couple games. It's a new injury, a fractured shoulder, in addition to a high ankle sprain. He suffered both these injuries in the second quarter and then played the entire second half. Also, like, if you pay attention on social media... It's very easy to tell which reporters get fed information by Deshaun Watson because they basically have been running a PR campaign for him all day today. And God bless him. I'm not even saying I wouldn't do the same thing. Just that I just think stuff like that is is pretty interesting. So he played the second half of the game with both of these injuries, which makes me ask this question. What can I like buy like the painkilling cocktail that he was on at halftime? Like, did he eat like a Toradol hero, like washed down by a Toradol smoothie? Like, <laughs> what did they give this guy at halftime that he came out and played that well in the second half with a fractured shoulder and a high ankle sprain? He was awesome in the game. Like, whatever that painkiller was, like, needs to be administered in like all hospitals to patients. Uh, just like a ridiculous. Uh, so Watson's done for the year, and Kevin Stefanski, Browns head coach, announcing like later after that news came out earlier this morning, but after that initial announcement, that Dorian Thompson-Robinson will be Cleveland's new starting quarterback. We saw DTR earlier this year in a spot start against the Ravens when Deshaun Watson was ruled out like right before kickoff. Basically, DTR starts the game, and he was absolutely atrocious, and they got railroaded by Baltimore, and as a result, P.J. Walker was elevated to the backup quarterback, and and DTR was so good in the preseason and got people so excited that he basically ascended to the backup job. They got rid of Kellen Mond and it necessitated the trade. Not necessitated, but made Josh Dobbs a little expendable. And they trade Josh Dobbs to Arizona before the season because they liked DTR so much. Who obviously like a lot to unpack here for the six and three Cleveland Browns, who have an interesting win total number in the market. Their their playoff make miss. They are still minus to make the playoffs right now with Deshaun Watson done for the year here. And we can get into the game on Sunday against Pittsburgh, the betting market there, which is basically now like pick the winner of the game. And the total resembles like an Iowa Big Ten game also about 33 and a half right now at BetMGM. Uh, Ken, hit us with your betting thoughts here. We'll get through all of it, even like defensive player of the year with Miles Garrett. Deshaun Watson done for the year, Ken, for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, really interesting. And uh, like a there's like a Woj bomb. So this is like a like a Shefty bomb, right? Something like that earlier today where we had talked on Monday about like, you know, he was hurt, and I said I didn't want to bet the game until I knew whether he was going to play or not. 
but I don't, even if we thought he, there was a chance we missed the game, I don't think either of us necessarily saw this coming. And it was, you could tell it was a shock to the system for uh, betting markets also, because they were all open when the Schefter tweet came out. Like you could bet anything. Like if, if you, if you had the fastest hands on earth, you know, and could just bet at every site at the same time or every app at the same time, the second the tweets out, everything's open. But the, the problem is, is when it's like a, a beat reporter or a, you know, a blogger and there's a rumor or something like that about an injury, you have time to bet everything, or you can think about what you want to do. And there's some nuance and subtlety to it. Like, you know, we, we have this uh, last year, we had it with like, you know, Josh Allen, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? And it, and it went up until almost the start of the game, right? Whether he was going to play in or not Minnesota play. In that Minnesota game. So, in the Minnesota game, which <laughs> hashtag middle, we don't have to talk about that and, and how it affected all of us. Ha- so just hashtag the catch yeah. of his life with Justin Jefferson at the end. Of yeah, the game. exactly. So the, uh, the idea of like, and then the we Derek have a lot Carr, of Jared Sidham one later in the year also. Yeah. So like there are a couple examples of this. Yeah, absolutely. Even even the yeah, Jalen Hurts Minshew against the Cowboys, which were coming up on the like the anniversary of basically in a few weeks. So like those are sort of different, right? There's like a rumor and the market kind of moves and we're not really sure. And you, it, there's no confirmation Then maybe there is, <clears throat> excuse me, in the middle of the week. And it, it just it's a little well, it's not a little different. It's a lot different because this is like a sledgehammer, right? Like it's Schefter tweeting the second he tweets it's not just like this game Sunday which we'll talk about in a second it's every game spread that's open for the rest of the season needs to be uh is not even needs to be different like I'm going to start I mean I don't want to use the word wrong here like uh is going to move everything's going to move and you're in that moment there's sort of this like rush of adrenaline of sort of two different questions do I want to go bet anything right now the second that it comes out? And what what should I bet first? And I, there's an easy answer to that question in this case. But like these, like I, I hope we've kind of almost trained people. We've gone through this exercise so many times and we're not going to be on the air when most of these things happen. You know, like the we, we caught the A-chan one a few weeks ago when we bet Stroud and like he went out to a big favorite. Like we were on the air for it. We could do that one together. Can't do, couldn't do this one together. So like the the most obvious application of this and like we'll start basic is like that comes out. And you probably have like 15 seconds in some places to go bet the game spread for Sunday and to go bet the total for Sunday and to go bet the money line for Sunday. And it's like, don't even, sometimes I think people are like, oh, I, I grabbed plus three. I'm like, great. Like you made a, you made a good bet because the market's going to move and now you can figure out what you want to do. All three were available options to you because in this kind of a situation, like the total's going to go down, maybe a lot. The money line's going to change, just like the spread is going to change. So your most basic applications when you see something like that, and you also have to think of, we in really in the weeds is like where do you want to go bet this, and like do you want to lose an account potentially if you're if you know get a ton of closing line value. But like you know the most obvious applications when the Adam Schefter tweet comes out that Watson's out for the season are you want to go bet the Sunday stuff as fast as possible. That's going to pay the it's going to pay first. And you're going to be, in, you know, you're going to be in good and you can figure out, do you want a middle? What do you want to do later? So all that's moved. Like we don't, we don't get to talk about that anymore. That's the stuff that gets pulled right away. That's the stuff that gets adjusted right away. Playoffs gets pulled right after that. Uh, AFC North gets pulled almost at the same time. And so that stuff's all done. And there probably isn't like, there isn't like the obvious bet to make there. Uh, that was like, my morning was kind of like, all right, like, can I go find anything really fast of the things we just talked about? But I think what you and I can talk about is like the, the fringe stuff, the gray area stuff, like what, what else can maybe we like, can we draw any conclusions about as a result of this injury? And this will be more guessing. It won't be like 
this this number has to move. Like it won't be that because all that stuff moves in five seconds. So it's just you know, hopefully people that listen to the show kind of like know how this works by now. When this kind of stuff comes out, your time window to bed is extremely small. Uh, where you go, it might already be pulled. Ordering where you go first, what do you want to bet? How much do you want to bet on it? Like this is all stuff that happened with me this morning. I'm sure with like thousands of other betters this morning, and we were all trying to do it basically as fast as possible. That stuff's done, so we can talk a little more about that and like how everything changed, and like kind of like the repercussions. And then there's also the second conversation, which is like the fun. What else is kind of impacted by this, even if it's like only a little bit? You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday talking the Deshaun Watson injury out for the season for the Cleveland Browns. Just three things before we get to. Uh the discussions that you've just teased. Number one, you're a better out there, the listener viewer of the show. I cannot recommend highly enough, like turning notifications on for like Schefter, et cetera, Rappaport. So like you get this stuff and like the advantage that you will have over someone that doesn't have this, you get it immediately to try and bet like is invaluable. But you get Even that push to your phone basically. Even if it's five Even seconds. if it's a matter of seconds. Five like, seconds is need, insanely valuable. You need that. Yeah, yes. right. And I'm, and I'm not trying to be dramatic, just that like I bet I so, am like I can tell you like <laughs> it's the difference between 15 the, it, in a market that takes like this much money the difference between 15 and 30 seconds might be you know $50,000 like it might I mean it really like it's just it's why, why not do it and I, I'll take that one step further if this is like a if betting I don't want to say seriously that's not really the right word if you just want to get more interested in betting like a, a way to take that even further is if you have a, a sport that you want to bet and you want to pay more attention to that sport than anything else, then you need to have like like notifications and keywords set up for potential injuries. The NBA tonight, we knew when the season, when the schedule was released months ago, we knew that today is a ton of back-to-backs and potential injury rest spots and like who is going to play and not going to play. And like, like Schefter tweets, everybody gets it right away. Books see it, market pulled like beat reporter for the hoops hype team page tweets it out. Maybe you have five minutes before somebody picks it up. Maybe you have before Woj retweets it from Dave McMenamin or something like you, the time windows you can create on some of this stuff are pretty good. Um, this, that's why I was saying like, this one was so funny. Cause, and I, I don't know like the total origin, like maybe somebody had it right before Schefter, but like the, like if when Schefter's first, I mean, that's why I called it a sledgehammer. Like it's just, Everyone knows right away the lights are on, the sirens are flashing, like there's no sneaking around. This one, like most injury news, especially like as the sports get more fringy, college basketball, you might have an edge in college basketball on an injury for like, I don't even know, like an hour maybe or something in some cases. I, I worked at ESPN one time and I got a newswire that six UCL, UCLA players were suspended and the market didn't move for 15 minutes. And like, I mean, I just, you know, it's like, this is the kind of stuff that happens the, the smaller the sport gets. But this one is like, you can't get around this. Like when he, when he tweets it, everybody gets it right away. It's this Usain Bolt hundred yard dash to just like, how fast can I, can I get anything? Can I get anything? Do I want anything? Which is the other thing, aside from the game Sunday, the Sunday game is easy. That's all going to move. Then you can figure out what to do. Everything else, I think with this injury specifically is, is much more like in the middle gray area type stuff. And, like, I know, Ken, that you were not insinuating otherwise than what I'm about to say. But, like, if you're out there and a listener viewer of ours and you're like, hey, like, I bet $20 a game, $10 a game, 50 what, whatever. Like, whatever you bet is obviously, like, bet within your means. Like, you don't have to be betting, like, 
thousands of dollars on a game to have the notification set up and go and bet your $20 on a game, right? Bet your $50 yeah. on a game. So I just I think this stuff is, is, is really valuable. The second thing out of three would be Ken tweeted earlier, and I thought it was really funny, battle stations. I think that uh, was, my suggestion would be, <laughs> well, no, I, I, I laughed. I think that should be your thing when things happen like this, is battle stations, sure. everybody. Like, well, I have get to ready wait. To bet. You'll, you'll notice I did it like eight minutes after the tweet came out. The hell I'm going to waste 15 seconds sending a tweet when the tweet comes out. Sure. <laughs> like, it's just, I had to wait till after them when I'm like, all right, cool. Like, everything's closed. Now I can send this. Like, now I'm, now I'm good. Now we're good on that one. And the uh, the third thing, and we'll do this later in the show. Um, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now, but like I want to get it in for our live audience. Panthers head coach Frank Reich speaking to the media ahead of their Sunday's game against the Cowboys. Uh, he is taking back the play calling duties from offensive coordinator Thomas Brown. So Brown called plays. I want to say for two games for Carolina, two games? and now Reich's taking yeah now Reich's taking the play calling back, which which tells me like he feels like his ass is probably on the line right now and he's got to try and like pull this out of the fire because it makes it makes no sense otherwise and like alex is posting like like broader thoughts about this Spin. like i'm telling you i'm telling you right now like i no one has told me this but like this is common sense he feels like he's going to get fired if this keeps spiraling out of control and if he's going to get fired he's going down with the ship and he's going to call the plays like i'm telling you that that's what's happening here without knowing for sure common sense tells you that that's what's happening here for the panthers and frank reich because they're not going to fire the quarterback because uh, they traded a million assets to get him and took him number one overall. Uh, so those are those are the couple of things. All right, back to the Browns and uh, and Steelers here for Sunday and Browns markets. Where do you want to start here? Do you want to hit the game? Do we want to hit like uh, like markets that are still Why open do the right game? now? Why don't we do the game first? Because I feel like how we talk about the game might be, to a certain extent, how we talk about the season. Because it's going to be like, what do you think the drop-off is? Do you think DTR is like going to start every game the rest of the year? Like, you know, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Like, that's it's that's the game. That's the season. It's, it's worth noting, just you can give the updated markets in a second. There was like a secondary rush, I guess I would call it almost, on this. So uh, Watson's out for the season. Schefter, Schefter bomb, whatever. And, uh, and market crashes go through three out the other side. And then it kind of like stalls out for a little bit, like an hour. And I like go out and get some breakfast. And I'm driving back with my breakfast and I get the DTR tweet. And my first thought is, because in my head I just go, I mean, I'm just going to tease the, the Steelers with, I mean, I'm going to tease the Steelers with NBA games. Like, that's how much I'm going to tease. I'm going to tease it with anything. Like, not, obviously not NBA, but like, you get the idea, like, how many, how many buttons can I hit? And then the DTR tweet comes out and I literally, I'm like about to get home and I like park in the driveway because I go like, I got to put all the teasers in right now because there's just no way, like, there's no way the number's going to lie, like the teaser range. So the Browns were like two, two and a half, one and a half. And you would tease the Steelers up through three and seven. Now, some books that you go to, and this was also very funny, you like just would not would not allow six pointers on the game because there had been so much movement because of an injury. This was like not everywhere yes, was sir. even letting yep. you do this. It was <laughs> that's right. It was very <laughs> very restrictive, which was very yep. funny. And here's a good here's a good rule of thumb: if books that are paying attention don't want you to do something, go do it everywhere else because that means exactly. it's good. Because <laughs> yep. that means it's really good. Uh, so just it was a really there was like a secondary run on the bank. Because it was like everybody was thinking Steelers teaser legs, I think. It's DTR, and I just go, well, God, everyone's going to interpret that as they should get bet even more. And now, like, who knows where this market's going? Even if even if DTR ends up being better, the the interpretation of that info in the market was going to be Steelers, like Steelers go down even more. They get bet even more because of what we saw from DTR against the Ravens. 
so it's 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 really fun. Like a great summation there of kind of like what happened to the betting market, especially when DTR was announced. I was like about to leave BetMGM, and I think like I saw it. I don't know if it was maybe like Alex texted us or like I, from somebody I that did. DTR I put was playing DTR in the game. Yeah. with seventeen question marks in the yeah. chat is what I did. Yeah, so right. so that's so that's where I saw it because I had just got done filming the board of spreads and the guy and I said to the guys at BetMGM like a lot of like player guys on the social team like what do you think and I was like I was like well because I just done the video and I was like. Tease the Steelers into oblivion. Basically, I was like, "Well, like, I guess like we're not going to be able to use that part of the video now because like there's no right. way you're going to be able to tease Pittsburgh now." We're not tease the Browns, right? I, yeah, I, uh, I and I even said to them, I was like, "They're like, they're, what do you think the number should be?" I was like, "I was like, Pittsburgh's definitely like Pittsburgh's going to be like a one point favorite, or the game's going to be a pick'em." And then it's just like, "What do you want to do from there?" And on the other side, we'll give you our thoughts and tell you what we want to do in the game with the Browns and the Steelers, and then we'll talk other markets impacted by Watson being done for the year for the Cleveland Browns. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, 20 minutes from now, we're going to start welcoming great guests to the program today on this wonderful Football Wednesday. Rob Bazola, Brian Baldinger, Will Brinson in Hour 2, Rod Gilmore and Eric Eager in Hour 3. Matt Moore will join us to start the Power Hour at 6 o'clock Eastern Time, giving us NBA bets for tonight. But right now, let's continue on with this Deshaun Watson story. Deshaun Watson done for the season, fractured shoulder, and a high ankle sprain. Dorian Thompson-Robinson will start Sunday for the Cleveland Browns and apparently for the rest of the season. You know, pending results and pending health, obviously. Because he'll be the worst quarterback of all time. They're going to start P.J. Walker like they did the last time, obviously. So the current market of the game, and then we can get into some other markets as well, Ken, whether it's AFC North, Browns make-miss playoffs. Uh, we are basically at BetMGM, at least, uh, pick the winner of the game. Uh, Cleveland's a one-point favorite, and it's juiced towards Pittsburgh. So it's basically like a pick Pick the winner of the game on Sunday. Total here is 33-and-a-half. So I say to you, Ken, pick the winner of the game, and I give you the total. DTR v. Pickett. Uh, do you want to do anything coming up on Sunday with the Browns and Steelers? I don't. Right, so now we're past, hey, I have a number that doesn't exist. Market moves. The story of this morning. Now it's kind of what everyone's going to talk about the rest of the week. Um, which is all the things that are reopened and are back up. Um, I agree with this adjustment for the most part in that I agree that the number should be less than three. I would still make the Browns a small favorite in the game, almost certainly. Uh, and if they start to really drift to the point, so there is a book right now that has the Steelers a one point or two that have the Steelers a one point favorite. That's when it starts to get a little crazy for me. And I know the Steelers have been this kind of nails close game team so far this year and and everything but like their their rating is very very bad and they're not a very good team and they can win as many close games as they'd like and i'm not going to change my mind for now at least because i see everything that takes play i watch the games and i don't think they're particularly good and if they're going to close a road favorite against the team with this defense then i disagree with that almost no matter who the quarterback is of the other team and i know dtr lost to the ravens but like I'm gonna give the I'm sort of gonna give him credit for the PJ Walker starts just in this way. Like the Browns have shown an ability when Deshaun Watson does not play to be very competitive in games, whoever the quarterback is. And it's not at all you can be like, well, it's PJ Walker, not DTR. PJ Walker was brutal in the games that they won. Absolutely brutal. So like you may think DTR stinks. I'm saying I don't really care which one of them it is, because the advantages that the Browns have don't even really rely on that. So like yeah, the offensive line's a little more hurt than it was a few weeks ago. A couple more injuries. I think we don't know if Denzel Ward's going to play in the game. Like, there's a couple things that are problematic. But um, the more this moves toward Pittsburgh, now I feel like we're starting with 
overreaction. And it doesn't really start with overreaction to me until Pittsburgh's favorite in the game. Anything pick, anything Brown small, great. Watson's not playing DTR. Like that's a mystery for sure. Once we get to Pittsburgh favorite on the road versus their closing point spreads versus other teams, that's where I, I start to kind of disagree and it makes me want to make a bet. Yeah, and just to... uh just to further Ken's point on P.J. Walker, who, like, performed, like, semi-admirably in some of these games. Like, they did beat the 49ers, whether Walker played well in the game or not. They did win the game. Remember right, in the fumble, preseason... If they actually call that a fumble, they lose the game, which is unbelievable. Uh, I know he gets credit and, for the win, but yikes. And yeah. uh, and, and Mad-Eye Moody missing at the end. Avada Kedavra to the yeah. football, and, and Cleveland's winning that game against San Francisco. <laughs> Billy Armist, P.J. Walker, right, yeah. Walker was on the Bears this past offseason and was cut. Now, Bajant obviously has proven to be, like, he'll have a job for over a decade now as an NFL quarterback if he stays healthy and wants to. But they got P.J. Walker in favor of undrafted, like, like Division II quarterback Tyson Bajant and Nate Peterman. So it's not like the NFL, like, highly regards P.J. Walker, like, to be fair. And in the preseason, this is not me making a case for the Browns this week, at least not yet. Like, we, we cover preseason football on this show. Not just because, like, we we need the content desperately, like, which we do that time of year, but because, you know, talking about these players and, and, and bet, betting into markets and, like, winning bets also, but, like, it gives us an opportunity now, like, a foundation to build on where we're not, like, parachuting in with no knowledge of DTR. We bet the Browns in preseason games because, like, we really like DTR, like a great dual-threat quarterback in college at UCLA. Like, the Browns thought highly enough of him. And, like, and like you might not be a Browns fan, but I think you respect Kevin Stefanski and you respect the GM, Andrew Barry, and, like, their kind of process. They're a pretty smart team. They feel good enough about DTR that they traded Josh Dobbs to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, no one knew Dobbs was going to do, like, what he's done, and maybe the Browns will regret not trading for Dobbs at the deadline and getting outmaneuvered by the Vikings. But, I mean, they felt good enough about DTR that they traded Josh Dobbs. So I don't think it's crazy to think that DTR, now with a couple days to prepare, not like thrown into the fire like he was the first start, Ken, could play better. He can't play worse than he did against the Ravens. So I think like we're only going up here. And now Stefanski can maybe get a little creative with the play calling here where he really couldn't with P.J. Walker because Walker's a little mobile. DTR's like like real deal, legit dual threat quarterback. And that's going to help because if you're physically limited, like throwing the football, like you got to be able to run a little bit in the NFL and, and DTR can. So I, I think I agree with you. I guess the one thing I disagree on, I maybe think Pittsburgh should maybe be like a small, like a one-point favorite in the game, but I do agree that if this goes to like one and a half, two for Pittsburgh, I mean, just tease Cleveland up and, and, and total the slow and just feel really yeah. good about it. Um, and maybe we can yeah. talk about, about the total or any other thoughts <clears throat> you have on the game. Sure. Uh, one more thought on the game, and then we can do some of the season-long stuff for sure, just for a few minutes. Because there aren't any like screaming bets that have to be made in those markets, just for people that that are curious what we're going to talk about there. Just more like, do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Do you want to bet other teams to make the playoffs? Maybe we can do that. Um, yeah, I just my thought was like we were on one side of three when Watson was playing. Him, his absence is probably worth being on the other side of three. But like then you start to get pretty far out in terms of what that means. Like obviously there's a big gap to to the Steelers being favored by three. So that's just kind of what I mean. Where like I agree with like we're th we're on the other side of three. Just like how far do we have to go now that we're now that we're there again in a game with a total thirty three and a half? Like it's gonna land one and two sometimes. Like that's gonna happen. Like these teams aren't scoring a lot. I mean some field goals here, and uh, and we know how the Steelers play defense. Like limiting the opposing scoring chances. You did a great job detailing that earlier in the week. Uh, my, my one thought on DTR and then I'm good is, you know, if it's like, why did they start him? I think you did a great job detailing, like the Browns might like him and he still might have this upside. And it's, it's not just that for me, like they, they probably think they have a defense that can win the Super Bowl. Their goal is like, get to the playoffs 
and get to the playoffs in like a situation where you can start someone where you think you can win a playoff game and like they can play PJ Walker as many games as they want the rest of the season. There's no way like they could play him 50 straight games. There's no way they're going to get to a playoff game and think that like they can win when he's the quarterback. There's just like no way there's a way they can play DTR eight games here and get to the playoffs and be like, maybe we can win a playoff game with this guy. Like, maybe we can develop him enough. Maybe we can get him enough seasoning that this could happen. Even if it starts awful, like the idea is like the long-term play here is you can start him in a playoff game and have some upside that you have like a chance to score on the incredibly monstrous teams that you're going to see in the AFC. And they're like PJ Walker against the chiefs, PJ Walker against, you know, the, the Jags and the tech, even like the Texans, if they're the Miami, obviously just like the, like, the Ravens, these are, these are going to be not good things for PJ Walker if this happens. And they may be bad for DTR too, but at least, you're roll, at least you're taking a shot. So I think it makes a bunch of sense. And I think the comp for that would almost be like when we talked about when Dallas traded for Trey Lance, where if Dak Prescott had to miss a couple games, I feel like Cooper Rush would start. I think if Dak Definitely. were lost for the year, I actually think they'd start Trey Lance, like for the upside to maybe get you to win a Super Bowl if Lance pops. Like Cooper Rush's upside is not that. Really good backup quarterback. I feel like the Jets would probably be in the playoffs with Cooper Rush as their quarterback as opposed to Definitely. Zach Wilson. But that's, yeah, but that's like everything gets boiled down to like, well, what if he started it for the Jets? Because, you know, Zach Wilson's the worst. Um, so I guess we're good on this game for now. Totals, they're an impossible, a Big Ten-style total here in the AFC North. Sure. Uh, we can come back to it at some point this week. Can other markets that you think that we need to talk about here? I've got the Brown schedule. I can read it. We can talk about them being making the playoffs. They're 6-3. and three. I know you had a thought on Defensive Player of the Year as well, or at least something we talked about off-air maybe you wanted to talk about. What would you like to hit here? Dealer's choice for you. Do uh, Well, like I, I don't need the market for Defensive Player of the Year. I'll just fit in this minute real quick. Um if they're if they're going to be bad and they're going to lose way more then it does impact miles garrett's ability to win defensive player of the year now my best guess is and we'll go through the schedule in a second they feel like nine and eight still to me is like not a floor but like that's going to happen a lot and ten and seven is going to happen sometimes and those are records where he's going to win to me he was light years ahead of everyone at the midseason poll and then beat baltimore and had a great game i think he is impossibly ahead right now for this award and i actually bet some like two to one and 220 and 240 on sunday night when the market reopened and on monday and I think my position's still good and he's still going to be favored by a lot. Just like I wouldn't bet any more and I want to like, I need them to get to the finish line at nine wins. Now, if they go like eight and nine I, and Dallas is like 14 and three or 13, I mean, like they're going to give it to somebody else. That's my thought. And if the Raiders are ever over 500 Crosby's alive. So it does put that a little into flux that award where I feel like Garrett had a stranglehold on it. If the Browns were going to have competent quarterback play. Very interesting as it regards defensive player of the year. So let's have like, and we can carry this over later into later in the show, just to give the AFC North market right now at BetMGM, Ravens minus 120, the Bengals plus 400 are up next. And like this, just to get Ken's point on on Pittsburgh, it's like, oh, like, oh, the Steelers have a better record than the Bengals. So how does the market view them? Worse. Uh, Ravens minus one twenty, Bengals plus four hundred, and, and they the play Bengals twice at the end of the year. Yep, yeah. and and uh, yep, and that they don't play in week eighteen, but they play a couple times coming up. Still, the Browns and the Steelers both at plus four fifty to win the division. Uh, the Browns to make the playoffs, yes, about minus one seventy five. No, about plus one forty. So the Browns still like the yes price is still minus to make the playoffs. Their schedule can as follows at six and three, home Steelers on Sunday. At Denver the following Sunday, where the Broncos now loom as a pretty interesting team in the AFC playoff picture. At Denver, at the Rams, home Jacksonville, 
home Chicago, at the Texans, home Jets, at the Bengals. Not not an impossible schedule here for the Browns to navigate with that defense. Not an impossible schedule. A lot of really small point spreads on that list, by the way. A lot of like sub three either way, a lot of coin flip kind of markets. And the really interesting thing there, and I'm sure people probably picked it up as Nick read those games, they're playing every other team that wants their spot. Every, all of them. They're playing all of them. Like the ones that actually have a chance. They're playing Denver. Denver thinks they can get the spot. They're playing the Jets. The Jets want the spot. And maybe Rodgers starts that game by then, by the way. Because that's oh, late in the maybe. season. They're playing, yeah, and like very reasonable with when that game with when that game is. They play the Texans. The Texans want that spot. They're in the playoffs right now. They play Jacksonville. Houston might win the AFC South. Jacksonville might need that game to make like the my problem with the Browns making it is every week it's like the team that's gonna pass them if they win. Like it's not this is not a polarizing schedule, like Chiefs twice and bad teams. It's all the teams competing with them. It makes it so much more interesting. I do like a couple teams potentially at big prices to make the playoffs instead of them. I don't think their market's crazy. Their make miss based on that schedule. Again, like they have the best defense. They've been pretty good in these games. Like there's reason to think this can still happen. I don't think this is like an immediate pull the plug on their season. Uh, we will do that a little later in the show. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll be on with our friends at Stadium and we'll start the hour getting NFL bets for the weekend from our friend, Pro Sports Better, Rob Pizzola. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.